0: This podcast may contain adult language and situations, graphic, gory details, and other not-so-nice things. Listener discretion is advised. I'm Lacey. And I'm Ashley. And this is United States of Murder. This week, we're in Arkansas, talking about
1: two unsolved murders in North Little Rock. Then, we'll discuss the shocking murder of a local cheerleader. Buckle up and join us on this dark and twisted ride through the Diamond State. I'd love to tell you about all of the great things about my home state of Arkansas. For example, it's the only state that produces diamonds. It's known for its hot springs, lakes, rivers, and national parks. And we also have a pretty amazing World Cheese Dip Championship here in Little Rock. But like all states, there is a dark side. According to Project Cold Case, from 1965 to 2019, there were around 9,951 murders in Arkansas alone. Over the years, roughly 7,797 of those murders in Arkansas were solved, leaving over 2,100 unsolved Arkansas murders today. Some of these cases have been cold for decades, and others have been solved in the past few years thanks to advancements in DNA technology. Pulaski County is the largest county in Arkansas with a population of over 397,000 residents and is home to Arkansas's capital city, Little Rock. Just on the other side of the river is the city of North Little Rock, which is also a part of Pulaski County. Today I'm going to tell you about two separate unsolved cases that both occurred in North Little Rock. Even though their killers are at large, their families aren't giving up, and they're still seeking justice. Since we're located in Arkansas, I especially wanted to pick a case that I felt needed more recognition. And this is an unsolved case that I think can be solved. And if you live in Arkansas, specifically Central Arkansas, please listen to the details carefully. April Harris was a 30-year-old single mother to four children living in North Little Rock. She was a fierce, strong-willed mother, according to her sister, Amber. Amber said to THV 11 News that April was so tiny, you wouldn't even know she popped four kids out. She didn't even weigh a good 100 pounds.
0: Same.
1: (laughs) I've seen pictures of her, and that's, she's very small. She's petite. Petite, she's very small, Mm -hmm. yes. But she would never let anyone run her over. April's life was on the up and up. Her family said that April was happy and at the peak of her life. So now let me take you to January 19th, 2018. Each morning, April would send her son outside to start the car so it would be warm for their drive to school. How old was he? I'm not sure how old this son was, but...
0: Old enough to start a car. Exactly.
1: Or maybe she... I don't know exactly what car she had. I didn't even think to ask this earlier, but maybe it's one that you just push a button. Who knows? I mean, Max... It's 2018. Max
0: starts my car for yeah. me sometimes when I let him. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So the night before, and you probably remember this snowstorm in January 2018, mm-hmm. there was a big winter storm. Mm-hmm. So she sent him out earlier than usual to warm the car up and he did extra time. Mm-hmm. And we know how Arkansas is. The windshield probably had a ton of ice mm-hmm. on it. So once she dropped the kids off at school, she had plans to go on a road trip to Memphis with her mom and sister that day. And Memphis is about two, and two hours and 15 minutes away, depending on interstate traffic. So that morning, just before 6.30 a.m., April locked the door to her apartment. So her son had started the car. They're all ready to go. She lived on the third floor at the Fairfax Crossing apartment. So if you're familiar with this area, this apartment complex is about two miles east of the McCain Mall. Mm -hmm. She walked down the outside stairs with her five-year-old daughter in her arms and her other two children walking behind her. According to Pulaski County Sheriff's Lieutenant Robert Garrett, a masked gunman waited in the bushes, first shooting April's daughter, (gasps) who was still wrapped in her arms. (sighs) And when they both fell due to the impact, the man murdered April in front of her children, who had been following her. My God. The little boy who was warming up the car was still in the car waiting for them. He saw it all happen. Oh, my God. Her son called 911 after witnessing the masked man kill April, and he he gave the best description he could, but he was a man of medium build. He was wearing all black. He had a black hood over his head and a black ski mask covering his face. So I'm not even sure that he could make out.
0: What race
1: or anything about him because it's just his eyes are showing. And and in January, it's still
0: dusky dark. Yeah, 6.30 a.m.
1: and it's bad weather. Oh, God. And that is all we know. No one has been arrested and her family has no idea who did this. As far as I could read, there are no leads or suspects at all. She
0: had no enemies, no reason for anybody. Somebody knows something.
1: That's exactly what I thought. I mean, there's so the, the children are living with their respective fathers now. And April's sister Amber Harris said, "quote We want to be happy. We want her children to be happy, but life just doesn't feel the same. We're not going to give up. We're going to fight until her killers apprehended." So the little girl did live, luckily. I was
0: just about to ask that.
1: I'm sorry. I should have made that clear sooner, but horrible. So I want to throw up right now. That is, if. If she was the prime target, wouldn't you wait until she puts that baby down, you know? Why would... it's Who would do something like that while a child's... Well, maybe he thought she just had
0: a bunch of stuff in her hands. You know, if she was wrapped in a blanket, he may not have thought that it
1: was Because I would child. have to guess she would mm-hmm. have been the target. Sure. But you see these other little kids, It's to me, it's someone who does not give a damn. No
0: disregard for human life. Total
1: disregard for human life. If you're willing to shoot their mother in front of children and kill them, you, they're got to have some issues.
0: How completely horrifying for those
1: children. Tammy Fleming, April's mother said, quote, for me, I live that day every day over and over and over. I cannot rest until I find out who is responsible for my daughter's death. So I'm asking anyone in the community, if you know anything, Anything, the smallest thing. If you don't feel comfortable reaching out to the detectives, we have a Facebook page for April and you can reach out to us. So the Facebook page is called Justice for April Harris, Mother of Four, and we will of course link it in our show notes and share it on our Facebook page after we publish this episode. April's sister Amber Harris said the family will continue to pursue justice. So Because of an article, I was able to find April's mother on Facebook, and I reached out to her because there aren't very many articles on this case. Mm -hmm. No other podcast has covered it, so there's not a whole lot of Mm -hmm. information, so that's why this is so short. But Tammy, I asked Tammy if there's anything I could pass along that could be helpful, and she said she really wants everyone listening to know that they're desperate for help. They know. Someone knows something. She said they wouldn't wish this pain on her their worst enemies. so many lives have been destroyed because of this terrible tragedy, and Tammy lost her son the following year, so she's had a really bad few years. I can't even imagine. I'm sure it's excruciating. Anyone with any information can call the sheriff's office at five o one three four oh six nine six three or the Central Arkansas crime stopper tip line at five o one three four oh. Eight four seven seven, and anyone with information that leads to the arrest and conviction of the offender or offenders can receive a reward up to eleven thousand five hundred dollars. You can be totally anonymous. Somebody knows something.
0: Anything that you may think this is, is not non- random important could be.
1: No, it's not random. Someone was mad at her, or hurt by her, or upset, or jealous. Someone had a this. This was. If someone's, out, if someone's in hiding in the bushes, yeah. wearing a disguise, this isn't. They and they also know her
0: routine. Yeah, to be out there mm-hmm. that morning. So either they know her, know her, or they have been had been watching. That's how I feel too. Her. It's
1: someone that I feel. I feel this is speculation. They had to know her, sure. And criminals are not that smart. They really, contrary to what documentaries try to make them seem like, they tell people usually. They brag to one of their buddies. Or they enlist the help of a buddy to do it. It's hard for them to keep it totally secret because a lot of times they also want to brag about it, that they got away with it. But there's, unfortunately, no evidence. Nothing. There's just nothing. Footprints. Listen to me like I'm a cop. (laughs) I know. The biggest thing to me is somebody has to know something. Uh Since unsolved cases tend to be shorter than usual because there's, you know, a lack of information. There's not a trial, typically. Mm -hmm. I do have a second, shorter case. That I'd like to share. And this also happened in North Little Rock. And you may have heard of this one. I don't know if you were living in the area though. At the time. It happened in 2013. I was here. So, I was
0: here. I was pregnant with Max. Oh,
1: uh, that makes sense. I should always think about it in terms of <laughs> I, how old, Max, how old is. Max is and how long. <laughs> yeah. So Samantha Olson, no relation, was a 31-year-old mom and accountant. Very similar <sighs> ages. I know Moms. this case. She was a part-time waitress. She was known for her sweet disposition, tireless work ethic, and devotion to her husband, daughter, and family. She also had a passion for animal rescue, which really tugs at my heart. She was known as the peacemaker of the family. On the night of August 14th in 2013, Samantha decided to take a trip to Target. She had her 11-month-old daughter in the back seat of the vehicle with her. While she was at the intersection at JFK and McCain, which is a super very busy busy intersection, it, yeah, that's what I was about to say. Yeah, this is in North Little Rock. So it, this intersection, there's a there's, busy
0: one. There's six lanes. It's the busiest intersection yeah.
1: in North Little Rock, probably. It's, it's yeah. I it, don't go up there often. If but, not, it's close. Yeah. yeah. So there was a gunman driving westbound that fired across the lanes, and Samantha was shot. Unfortunately, the shot was fatal. Her daughter was unharmed, and her family believes that Samantha likely protected her daughter. No one has any idea who the shooter was. But some witnesses did see the vehicle. It was a maroon Ford F-150. The year was likely 2004 to 2008. Detective Gary Jones, who was the first to arrive on the scene, said her vehicle was stopped right out in the middle of McCain. It could have been anyone. Mm-hmm. The investigators don't believe Samantha was the target, but her family isn't as convinced. According to an article by THV11, that intersection still haunts her family. Samantha's sister April said, quote, Every single one of us in our family refuse to go through that area. Ugh. This case is still open, and whoever did this could likely hurt or even kill again. Detective Jones thinks it's more than possible that the killer told someone, especially given the media attention at that time. So, if you're listening and you know anything about this case, your information is crucial, especially if you've heard through the grapevine. Even if it's a rumor that you heard, contact North Little Rock Police Department at 501-758-1234. You can remain anonymous. And, I mean, anything can help if you know someone who used to drive that kind of truck, Mm -hmm. especially if they lived around here. Right. So... This is just speculation on my part. I know it said her family wasn't as convinced, but that would be difficult for someone to know she was going through that intersection at the right time. To me, it it maybe it's an a gang initiation. That's what I have
0: always heard is that it that was very possible that it
1: was just shoot some somebody anybody
0: an initiation thing or like prove your loyalty to us. I guess.
1: Or maybe even something as small as because we don't know she was driving, she accidentally cut them off. I've talked to many people that wave guns at them or mm-hmm. when people have road rage in Little Rock and like try to flip. I'm like, you don't do that. Don't slam someone on your brakes. Someone will follow you and shoot yeah, you. Yeah. Yes. I'm not saying she did that, but no. I'm saying or maybe else Anything thought, is possible. Anything is possible. Maybe this they, she had the same car as someone else, uh-huh. and they thought. But I, I just. I think it would be hard to, if you were going to plan a murder, that would be a hard intersection to just well, plan was, that your gun's going to hit her at the right time. And if she was going east mm-hmm. and they were going west,
0: yeah, yeah. it just seems...
1: to me, It seems more random. <sighs> yeah. Like April seems very thought out. They picked, mm-hmm. she was their target. Whereas Samantha, went to her it's home. hard to see that. Yeah. But maybe the family knows Could something be, yeah. we don't. That's... We're just speculating. Possible. this is just speculation. It's
0: just it's all a mystery. It's, it's all horrible.
1: But if anyone has anything, and I got most of my information from THV 11, Fox 16, and her obituary online. And I'll, of course, link up the numbers. Anytime we give numbers on the show, we will put that information in the show notes because you never know when you're going to think of something. Oh, yeah. Let me go back to that episode right. and see what they have on there. Anyway. Oof. Should we take a break? All right, what do you have for us
0: today? I'm about two sips of my drink away from having the Zoomies. Oh, no, not the Zoomies. Yeah, so let's let's get started before I butcher this. In 1993, Julie Diane Heath was an 18-year-old who had just graduated high school. She was a cheerleader and wanted to be a police officer when she grew up. She was friends with everybody in the small town. Of Malvern, Arkansas. Oh, Malvern. Oh, Malvern. We've been there once or twice. It's a tiny little town. It's like where you stop and pee between Little Rock and Texarkana. Yeah. Other than that, I got nothing about Malvern. We've
1: been there recently, unfortunately, oh, we did. for a funeral. We did. One of our friends is from Malvern, Jason. Mm-hmm. My dog, Charlie, was from Malvern. Uh-huh. So, Julie was a hard worker. She had two jobs.
0: She worked at Taco Bell and at a factory that made blue jeans. She was saving her money, and she bought an IROC Camaro that was black, which is badass. Lacey's what, what making year? her nice no. What year was this? What year was this? The car. Oh, I don't know. It was older.
1: My first car was a Camaro. A red. 100%. My dad picked it out, not me. Aw. <laughs> I had a 95 red Camaro.
0: Oh, that's like the long nose one. The ones. long one, Yeah.
1: Have a picture, a senior picture of me sitting on top of it. Please post that. <laughs>
0: Find a photo and post that. It was
1: good to me. It really was. And I what do you it. drive
0: now? Like a Corolla?
1: Sam, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's like, mm, I'm not a car person. Other people pick cars for me, not she. Me. She just as long as she's not Flintstone in her Priuses ass are my favorite type of cars. If that tells you how much of a Non-car car snob I am. Ew. <laughs> No offense to anyone who drops a Prius. I love a Prius.
0: So Julie and her dad would work on this car together Aww. whenever she got paid. They'd buy another part and tinker with her car.
1: They need endless tinkering, I know. They do.
0: experience. So they're restoring this car because it's a piece of shit, but it's drivable. Yeah. So this brings back so many memories of my dad. Oof. Anyways, it was fall. October 11th to be exact. And that evening, Julie was headed to Hot Springs Mm. to see her boyfriend. Hot Springs is only about 30 minutes away. So Julie did not come home that night. Her mother was expecting her to come by and pick up her laundry, but she didn't show up. So they knew something was off. The next day, same thing, nothing from Julie. She also didn't show up for work. So her mom goes over to her house, which she shared with one of her friends, Samantha. And Samantha's husband. So, the three of them Mm -hmm. live together.
1: Come and knock on our
0: door. I was just about to do it. So, she tells her that Julie said she was going to Hot Springs to see her boyfriend at his parents' lake house. Mm -hmm. But there are no cell phones in 1993. So, they call the boyfriend's home and there's no answer. Then they go to the police. It's just not like her to go MIA. She would have had to have traveled U.S. 270, and it would have taken around 20 or 30 minutes. So at this point, it has spread all over this little town that she is missing. Police head to Hot Springs. They meet up with Gary Smith, who was the boyfriend. They question him. He says she never showed up. He just assumed she didn't, you know, she wasn't coming. Right. And that he hasn't seen her in a week. And he has an alibi, his sister. Hmm. So police are stumped. They make a plea with the public, you know, if you see her, please let us know. On October 13th, the police get a call that Julie's car was towed. It was spotted broken down on the side of the road on US 270, a few miles outside of town. And her family confirmed that it had been running hot lately. So that's not unusual that it, she could have had to pull over. Mm -hmm. It was locked and they saw the keys were inside so, the cops had it towed around 11 p.m. the night that she disappeared. When it came out that this girl was missing, the tow truck driver called the sheriff. So, they go to the wrecker's yard to see right. if there's any evidence, purse, anything. They found a receipt in her car around 9 p.m. and the card was towed about 11. So, they're kind of making a timeline. Yeah, so, sometime yeah. between 9 and 11, something happened. Yeah, that's a short window. Yeah. You think about it. So there's no sign of a struggle. There's no blood. And the car was facing towards Malvern, not Hot Springs. So it's like she turned Mm -hmm. around. So the police talked to a girl at the fast food restaurant where the receipt was from. And she said that she remembers her coming in. Again, this is a small town. Yeah. Everybody knew her. Everybody knows everybody. And she said she was dressed up like she was going somewhere. She's not, like, in flip-flops and an Old Navy T-shirt like I wear to the gas station. (laughs) They also go to the gas station, talk to the woman there, and she said nothing unusual happened that night. Hmm. But one guy came in and kind of gave her the creeps. He was about 5'10", bushy beard. Something about him just wasn't right, Mm -hmm. but she didn't know who he was or where he went. A few days later, cops questioned all of her friends, family, coworkers. Nobody's seen knows nobody. Nobody knows shit. Yeah. Mm. So the state police get involved around day five because these local yokels are like, "We got nothing. We don't. We need somebody else to come in and help us out." So seven days later, on October the eighteenth, just off Wild Hog Road, I shit you not. Well, that sounds very Arkansas. That is the name of this road. There's probably
1: fifty, probably a bunch of those roads in yeah. Arkansas.
0: So this man was getting ready for deer season, mm-hmm. like walking through the woods, doing all the deer hunting things. Oh, I know where this is going—scouting, mm-hmm. if you
2: will—and
0: mm-hmm. he finds it's
1: always the hunters
0: the dog body walkers. of Julie about seven miles away from where her car had broken down on the side of the road. Her body had significant insect activity due to the heat and humidity in Arkansas. You know right. it's Satan's oh. asshole here right yeah. now. Yeah, so. There was a lot of decomp on her head. Mm. There was a deep cut to her neck and throat area. She was fully clothed. Her belt was buckled. Mm. Her pants were partially unzipped. There was a, you know, her shirt was covering. She had a shirt on. The right shoulder was torn, but her shirt was on inside out. A few feet away was a shoulder pad. Her bra was also pulled up around her neck like it had either been pulled up or pushed up from dragging her. Yeah. They would later find that her panties and socks were inside out. There were clumps of her hair on the dirt and gravel on the road and in a bush where she had been dragged along the ground to the woods. She also had a pad in her underwear, but it was put on correctly. Like it wasn't on the outside. Of her inside out underwear. It was where it was supposed to be.
1: That makes me think she put her underwear on on correctly and someone redressed her. Yes. In in a hurry, probably. Uh And put it back where, yeah. Because you obviously wouldn't. Right.
0: So they knew this was not a crime scene. That this is just where she was dumped. And the (sighs) homicide had taken place at another location. Mm -hmm. Medical examiners would determine that there was an attempt at sexually assaulting her. But she fought them off. They could not determine an exact cause of death, but believe it was caused by the knife wound on her throat, like it had been slashed, but again, couldn't be proven because all of the soft tissue was eaten away by insects. Estimated time of death was between 12 and 1 a.m. They questioned, of course, the guy that found her. He says he never met her, didn't know her. This was an area that he had always hunted, which was verified by people in the area that this was his land so to be where she was you had to be familiar with the area like it was somebody who knew malvern or especially because yeah. you
1: have to get out well you right. don't just have a gps in 93 no right and
0: i mean what are you going to gps yeah wild Hog road like i don't know so this is a small town where everybody knows everybody mm-hmm. and people are freaking out cuz they're like is this a local person is this my neighbor so they re-interviewed the boyfriend. They met his alibi, like I said, which was his sister, and questioned her. She said she was asleep, but it was impossible for him to leave because they didn't have a car. Their parents had dropped them off at the lake house because his car was in the shop. So the boyfriends rolled out. Mm-hmm. Chester, who was her friend's husband and Julie's roommate, was also interviewed. They had dated a long time ago which made him a suspect okay but it's a small town i mean it's malvern (laughs) it's slim Pickens. you're bound to be eskimo sisters at some point he was at work they check he's good he's ruled Mm -hmm. out okay they check all the outstanding warrants past rape convictions etc the name robert gatlin pops up there was a warrant for him For rape, and he was also seen in the area during that time. They showed pictures to the woman at the gas station, and she says, yep, that was the weird dude I saw. Gosh. So, I mean, this murder has crushed this community. Right. It's brutal. But especially her family. Like, her mother was fucking devastated. She dyed her hair red, which was what color Julie's Mm -hmm. was. She drove Julie's car and started wearing Julie's clothes. That's, I don't know. You you know what I mean? Like, maybe she's just trying to.
1: I feel like she's just trying to feel feel her. Feel her.
0: her, You know what I mean? Sure. Her mother, grandmother, and aunt were all put on antidepressants. Mm. Like, that's awful. So, anyways, police go to Hot Springs and arrest Robert Gatlin. During the interview, he's all over the map. He says, I was here. I was going there. He did not having anything to do with Julie's disappearance. Mm -hmm. And there's nothing tying him to the murder. So they release him. A pastor from Hot Springs calls the police and tells them a man named Eric Nance came to him and said he was worried he would be arrested for Julie's murder. And he had just checked himself into the Arkansas State Mental Hospital. Mm. So who's this Eric guy? Well, in a nutshell, he's a fucking asshole. Yeah. He's 33 years old. He works in HVAC. He was recently released from prison in Oklahoma and has six prior felonies. He was sentenced to 20 years in prison, which he only did 11 years for, for the rape sodomy and beating of two underage girls
2: Mm.
0: he gets out and moves to malvern of course he does i mean think about it he was in his early 20s when he committed these crimes with these underage girls it's disgusting yeah disgusting so they go to the mental hospital he says he will not speak to them without an attorney or his brother so they go find his brother he says that night, Eric called him around midnight and told him he needed help with a flat tire. Ugh. The spot was just a few hundred feet from where Julie's body was found. He had walked to a mini-mart and used their phone. And the girls at this little mini-mart recognized him and said he was there that night. Ooh. He was barefoot, no shirt, just overalls with a fresh, dark stain on the front of him. Ugh. And he was all hot and sweaty. He said that his truck had broke down and he had to run there to use their phone. And that's why he was all hot and sweaty. Sure. So he goes to the bathroom and comes out and he's drying his hands. They search Eric's truck and it was spotless, freshly vacuumed and smelled like cleaner. They used ultraviolet lights and there was blood everywhere. They do manage to find red pubic hairs that would later be determined as Julie's. They also found his hair on her clothing. He was transported from the mental hospital to the police department. He tells them that he left his girlfriend. Yes, he had a girlfriend. What the? F- How's this dude get a girlfriend and I don't even have a boyfriend? Anyways. Well, maybe that's good. Because these people, <laughs> these
1: people are just saying. Yeah.
0: So, anyways, he's driving along. He sees Julie is stopped on the side of the road, and he picks her up to help her out. Takes her to the phone. He's telling the cops this. I'm taking her to the phone. She sees my hunting knife, and she goes ballistic. She starts kicking me, and the knife accidentally sticks her in the neck.
1: Oh, give me a break.
0: His sister is the one who actually turns the murder weapon in. He calls her from jail and tells her where to find it at an abandoned gas station, and she gets it and takes it to the police.
1: He department. was wanting
0: her to hide it. Yeah, <laughs> so she goes and gets it and takes it straight to the police department, and it had blood on it. So on March 31st of 1994, he is sentenced to death for the murder of 18-year-old Julie mm. Heath. On the stand, Julie's mother says, "Mr. Nance took my only daughter." I believe that he deserves the death penalty. He has ruined my family's life. I have been under constant doctor's care since her death. I have to see a psychologist once a week and am on numerous medications. My life will never again be the same. This has been extremely hard on my husband and my son. We just don't know how we can live without her. Brutal. Julie's mother took this so extremely hard and she blamed herself on the way home from court. Nancy Julie's mom just lost it and became completely incoherent. They took her to the emergency room for observations. She stopped eating. The doctors would beg her to eat and she just refused. Oftentimes she would leave to run errands and her family would have to go find her and she would be at the cemetery. She was so sad and she just wanted to be with her daughter. Her mother found her mother found her overdosed on pills oh once. She would attempt suicide four times over the next year. I mean she lost her baby. Ugh. She's so overwhelmed with grief. I mean, the whole family just kinda of fell apart.
1: I can understand why that happens. I can't even
0: oh she would rub her niece's hair when she came to visit because it was long and reminded her of julie's (sighs) and she would tell her i just want some of julie back Mm. i know it's just heartbreaking on christmas morning one year later nancy committed suicide Mm. she just couldn't take it anymore and just christmas morning just killed herself i know Did, did she have other kids she had a son Mm -hmm. how old was her son he was younger than julie i don't know his exact age but he was the youngest
1: oh that's hard
0: on november twenty eighth, 2005 eric nance was executed so there's an episode of um murder comes to town i've seen that show so it's season five episode seven and then also there's yeah there's a couple podcasts about this case and then cinemaholic is where i got a lot of my
2: Gosh.
0: Yeah. Awful.
1: That's sad.
0: And I never heard of this case.
1: I... I, It doesn't ring a bell for me either. That's so... I mean, that's
0: like every road tripper's worst nightmare. Like, you're traveling along, you break down, someone stops, tries to help
1: you, and then fucking murders you? It's giving me all the flashbacks because... When I was a teenager and I had my Camaro, it I, I lived out in kind of the country, pitch black roads at night. I was trying to get home by curfew and my car was overheating constantly. Where you know that I don't know any car yeah. terms, I'm showing my ignorance. It was like at the highest point, meaning it was hot, hot, hot had to pull over. Yeah. I was on the road by myself, late at night. No cell phone. No one was around. And if someone was around, I wouldn't have yeah, I had no did roadside have, assistance. Oh, I did have a cell phone. Luckily, it did. That's what that's like the only thing that would have helped me. I don't I would have had to have someone help me. I was mm-hmm. like 16, 17 well, at in 1993,
0: time. you wouldn't have had exactly. a cell phone. Exactly. So,
1: I of course had to call my my dad mm-hmm. and he had to come get me and see fix the car, mm-hmm. da, da 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 da, but but like even if I waiting, had no cell phone, but even waiting on your dad to get there. It was the I was terrified absolutely it was pitch black worst case scenario and i could is. not imagine that without a phone without anyone to call no. i would have had to rely on someone mm-hmm. i would have had to oh mm-hmm. thank mm-hmm. god for cell phones i'm serious i mean
2: not that, and, that
0: always saves you but lord and even like on star roadside assistance like in the 90s in small towns especially in the middle of nowhere uh, there's no roadside assistance what are you gonna do this is completely foreign in 1993.
1: Horrible. It's it's just
0: an absolute nightmare. You're just at the mercy of a stranger. Mm. Hope that they help you and don't do this. Don't be a psychopath. God. <sighs> Gives me anxiety. I don't like driving alone, <laughs> so. I mean, I've driven alone a lot and a lot of long distances, but thank God I've never had anything happen i'm just jinxing myself knock
1: on wood the only other times i've had stuff happen samuel was with me which made it better well than, yeah you have you your know, husband with yeah, you so i felt safe <gasps> but ugh, not being ugh. so anyways yeah sucks though
0: switching gears lacy just got back from a cruise
1: i
2: did
0: and no one
1: no drama no drama there for was the no mama. drama no no disasters no happened. No disasters. I didn't fall overboard. No one fell over. Um, no food poisoning. Someone got left in Mexico, though, she said. Not someone I Not know. Not none of
0: our friends that went in this group.
1: <laughs> yeah. Actually, I have a screenshot. Let me pull that up. So we cruised out and in, back into Mobile, Alabama. And it there was kind of a delay in getting off and stuff. And we're like, what in the world's going on? Well, the FBI were involved in an arrest. Were any of the FBI Gosh, cute. I didn't see any of this stuff. Damn it. Lacey is dropping the ball. No, I was already off, but. Oh, you got to get off. I eventually did, but I guess they found the, the person and detained them. I've heard rumors it was marijuana. Oh, shit. That doesn't surprise me at all. Like, causing a big ruckus over, <sighs> you know, all that over stuff. Over marijuana. Come on. But I I don't know. It's very vague right now. They were involved in an arrest that happened Monday in the cruise terminal. Hmm. Who's to say? I don't know exactly. I don't think it was like a murder, just like drugs, not even something hard, not even hard drugs, not even like crystal meth. Maybe it was from Cozumel, Cozumel marijuana. I don't know. Is Mexican marijuana good? No, I mean, like maybe they had to check it. I don't know the ins and the outs. (laughs) I don't know the ins and the outs. He's not
0: a good investigative reporter, not a
1: drug one. (laughs) And then there was okay, someone posted in the there's okay. Cruises have Facebook groups, which I didn't know until recently. No idea. Found one. That's how I'm finding all the hot goss. Oh, yes. So someone said, uh, and I'm like, wait, what's going on here? Someone said, I hope, I wish we knew if the girl that got left at the port is okay. (gasps) I pray that she just had too much fun and just didn't make it back in time, but I wonder about her. What What about her friends that were with her? She didn't go on the cruise by herself. Some people do go on the cruise by themselves and they like meet up and stuff there or make friends. Oh, sure but i truly do not know any details someone says on here so they had three names cuz you have to check back in mm-hmm. they know who's not on the boat yet mm-hmm. three people were not on the boat yet so they kept calling them and calling them and two people showed up last minute the third they kept calling never showed up and the boat has the ship has to leave at some point that was my biggest fear was like okay we need to keep our wits about us and Luckily we did. I will say I got briefly in the ocean in Cozumel and I loved swimming in beaches and oceans. There were fish everywhere. They were beautiful, but they were just rubbing up my thighs. Nope. One took a nip at my butt. <gasps> I'm like, "No, no, no, I got to get out." I brought my snorkel stuff. I didn't even snorkel. These were I mean, you, I was surrounded by fish this big. I'm holding up my hands. It's like a what's that? Like a muffaletta. <laughs> it's the size of a whopper. <laughs> whopper? But it w- it freaked me out. I'm not used to beaches with so many fish. Mm-mm. But no, it was beautiful. The food was good. The it was fun. Had fun. Um, we do have new patrons. We do. Dun, dun, nah, nah. Emily M from Oklahoma. <gasps> our first Oklahoma. Yes, this man. is exciting because we have no pins there on our map. I haven't added it yet. I definitely will. That's exciting. We also have Tammy D. Thank you, Tammy. She didn't leave an address yet. So Tammy, if you're listening, send DM us or email us your mailing address. We'll send you some stickers. And we also have cute little postcards to match now that we'll send out with patron mail. And they're super cute. They are, they're cute. I stole some. Yeah, you need to. <laughs> so we've gotten several emails and messages lately. We'll eventually respond. I just haven't really had the time or energy. But we've gotten some good case suggestions. I'll have to add into our Word doc. Taylor and Cammy sent a couple in. Also, Diana loved our quarantine show recommendations, but she can't stand Kevin Bacon. <laughs> oh, so the movie they might from, not be. From Footloose. <laughs> that was his name in Footloose. Yeah, Ren. yeah. I mean, at I got He just looked at me like I was crazy. I forgot his name. I'm not going to lie. I've seen Footloose. I forgot his name. I don't think he's he's not my type in terms of looks, but I don't mind him as an actor. But I get it. There's certain actors or actresses that Keep I for don't. ones that for me, he I, I got burned on him. This is not really an actor, but Samuel cannot stand Bobby Flay. <laughs> <laughs> He's like that guy. That's Rand. He's rant. like, he's <laughs> fake. This guy like we're done he hates with his throwdown shows. He's like, he's being rude to local businesses. Oh my. He cannot stand Bobby Flay. It's hilarious. I don't really have an actor or actress that I probably do, but I can't think of it right now. Anyway, Kelsey In messaged us about runes, you know, from the oh, Stones yeah. from last week's episode. And she said Runes were originally a form of writing from the time of the Vikings, and they were also used to tell fortunes, cast spells, and for protection. Some people still use them in pagan practices. Love the show, and if y'all come through Texas, then you should definitely come to San Antonio. We have awesome haunted places, and y'all would love the river walk. And then Karen A. from Texas, we had two Texas folks, also messaged us and said, If y'all come to Texas, the Faust Hotel, or Faust Hotel, I'm not sure how to pronounce it, in New Braunfels and the Manger, or Minger again, I don't know how to pronounce it. Lacey's lost her sense on a cruise. <laughs> hotel in San Antonio are both haunted, and doing a ghost tour of San Antonio is pretty fun and interesting, too. I've heard about the Manger Hotel, I think, from the podcast, and that's why we drink. I could be wrong, but I think that's what it's from. I have a cousin that lives in San Antonio. I've never been there. I've never been there. Okay. <laughs> Jax. Oh my gosh, listen What in the hell? He ha- What is wrong with you? Come he ha- here He has thoughts on Come here. I've heard about the the Manger Hotel But I've never been to San Antonio
2: Me either
1: I've had a drink at the allegedly haunted Driscoll Hotel In Austin,
0: Texas I've never been to Austin No ghosts,
1: we just need to do a beep boop bop
0: boop We need to go to San Antonio I'm coming for you, Cousin Anthony <laughs> Cousin Anthony, does he <laughs> listen? I don't know. We love you, Cousin Anthony. We love you, Cousin Anthony, and, and, and your wife, Laura.
1: <laughs> love that. So, we're going to go to California next week. Is that right? hmm We both have wild cases. and My case is forever long. Mine might be long, too. Eek. I don't it know. It may be a two-parter. Just, I, who knows? But they're both... And I, we have to
0: do our Patreon
1: which oh, is yeah. all we're,
0: about back to school.
1: We're late on that, but we're going to get it done. It's about back to school, which is kind of dark. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean. Uh,
0: Lacey's going to cover A Twisted Roommate. Yeah. I will come up with some other fun shit.
1: No no kids for no this No kids one. for this Probably one. Probably not no, a good. not for the Patreon. Not, not for Patreon. That's no. We try to keep it. It's dark. It's true crime. But we try to make it a little lighter, lighter. which uh-huh. is hard to do. But. What are you watching? Nothing? Um,
0: Oh, I have to tell you, the latest episode of American Horror Story on Hulu is my Rhode Island story. The one that we finished season one with, the season one ender. Wait, wait, what? Yeah. You know how they're all loosely based on true stories? Uh Uh-huh. It's my vampire eating... The hearts story. Wait, from the last season? My season one, the very end, we did Rhode Island. Yes. So, this latest episode of American Horror Story is on the plague and the people thought that they could eat. Remember? They thought they could eat the hearts and that would cure them. Yeah. It's loosely based on that. This episode is. Oh, wow. But it takes a really dark, and fucking gross twist, I must say. Like, I watched it, obviously, because I'm obsessed. I just swallow oh. hard sometimes. It's a little gross.
1: A little gross. So, it's episode four? Yes. American Horror Stories? Stories. This, this yeah, season. you know, each horror one stories. are
0: different. Each I ha- episode. I'm, I've watched the first three. I haven't well, watched. Well, watch the fourth one tonight.
2: Oh, I mean, gosh. Don't eat.
0: Don't eat. I'm telling you, don't eat. You'll be going, uh, I don't know. Mm-mm. I don't know if I can do it. It's good,
1: but it's gross.
0: Just saying. Speaking watch. of watching things, I also found a list of tell me top ten documentaries you must see. Oh, I need once. some. One, once. It says, I'm not
1: watching one twice. Watch
0: it only once. But I don't know why you would watch a documentary
1: twice. Not a sad one or true... Here we
0: are. (laughs) And I'm not going to go into details about what all of these are. (laughs) Google it. Google it, but I will tell you the name of it and what it's on. Okay. So number 10 of the most disturbing true crime documentaries is The Keepers. And that's on Netflix. That's about the nuns. Mm -hmm. I haven't seen it. I
1: tried to watch it. Not good? No, it was. It was... Hard? It was hard to watch. It's hard to say because... It's weird what triggers me and doesn't sometimes. Well, everybody's got their things. But um, I think it was well done from what I saw. But What it was triggered just, you? I can't really remember very well, but I think there was a lot of, like, raping and stuff oh, involved. Oh, no. I don't want to do that. I could be wrong, so don't come for me if I'm wrong. But I something happened when I was watching it, and I just was like, I can't do this. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So that's number 10, mm-hmm. The Keepers on Netflix. Number nine is Goodnight Sugar Babe, The Killing of... Vera Joe Regal. I
1: haven't heard of that.
0: I haven't either. It's on Amazon. And so I had to do a little goog and I'm going to cover this case oh. in Ohio. Okay. We're in Ohio. So number eight is Abducted in Plain Sight. Mm-hmm. That is on Netflix. Seven. There's something wrong with Aunt Diane. Oh my gosh. And that is on HBO. Yes, I know about that and, case. Yeah, that oh my one's gosh. that one's rough. I will not be watching that. <sighs> um six. The Khalif Browder I think I'm saying that right. Browder Broder story. Hmm. That's on Netflix. And I will be covering that case. For which? For New York. You've just got it. Under it's, control right well, now. Well, because whenever I was reading these, this was all like on Rancor. Mm-hmm. It's like a Ranker article. I love Ranker. Me too. It's a little rough. In a nutshell, this, this 16-year-old gets arrested for allegedly, he's walking home from a party. He allegedly gets um, arrested, or no, he does get arrested, but it's for allegedly stealing a backpack. And he is put in jail for two years awaiting trial, like a thousand days. Eight hundred of those days are spent in solitary confinement. Oh. He is; charges are dismissed after two years, and he's out for just a few months Holy before cow. he commits suicide. And it's all about his story and his yeah. family's fight for his, the justice, and how Jay Z has got involved. And wow, it's it's. It's a lot, what I read. So I was like, 100, this needs to be covered. I'm glad you're
1: covering that. You that know, sounds interesting. It's very
0: interesting. It's awful, but it's interesting. So the Khalif Browder story is on Netflix. Number five is Cropsey. Yeah. On Netflix. I've seen that. Mm-hmm, me too. Number four, Don't Fuck With Cats.
1: I didn't watch that. I did.
0: It's also on
1: Netflix. I did. And I'm going to tell you all a million – I hate pet stuff. That's my biggest trigger. Although I did watch this. There's a website called does the dog com, And I'm serious. It, and it tells you about other triggers, like child stuff. You go on there and it will tell you, you type in the movie or show. And then it'll tell you what points to fast forward or skip. I ha- I didn't do that for this, but I was in a Facebook group about it. And someone posted the time stamps of when to fast forward. It's, if animal stuff is a big trigger for you, I would just say skip it. Right. I I had to fast forward like 70% of it, honestly. Number three is
0: Capturing the Freedmans, And that's on HBO. Yes. Okay, yeah. Number two, the Trials of Gabriel Fernandez, which is on Netflix. I have not watched this. It is awful. It is a child abuse case mm-hmm. that happens in California. I know the story. Mm-hmm. I'm just warning you now. Don't fucking watch it. Or watch it. I, I This yeah. is a huge, enormous trigger for me. Obviously, being a mother, this baby mm. was tortured, beat, and eventually oh. murdered by his mother and stepfather. And it's a documentary about the DHS system and the school teachers <sighs> and everyone that... Either turned a blind eye or did not follow through, and it is fucking rough. I would rather shit in my hands and clap. I probably won't watch that. Than watch this. But nevertheless, it is number two on the list. Number one is Dear Zachary. Also horrible.
2: So sad.
0: So sad. It's on Netflix. There's a lot of, a lot of these are on Netflix, which people have probably watched them or on hbo well i haven't watched a lot of these i haven't seen a bunch of these i'm go- i want to now not
1: not all of them, not all but, of them yeah but, yeah some i've seen some
0: i haven't Ooh, but i may be partaking in some of these um documentaries this weekend while well, you're gone
2: again
1: stop
0: leaving me my <gasps>
1: only friend <laughs> I'm going to see My Chemical Romance Yay. for the first time in my life. They're one of my favorite bands in high school. So, I'm pretty excited. I'm going to go to Oklahoma City on Saturday to see them and then come back. It'll be a quick trip. It'll be fun though.
0: Y'all have a good time.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing them. It'll be a good concert. And I have bad news. Don't want to say a bunch about it because I don't like crying on podcasts, and so you probably don't like hearing crying If you on cry, podcasts. then I'm
0: going to cry.
1: My sweet, beloved Charlie Goose, who was up here with us when we recorded almost every episode, passed away Monday morning. I found out after I got back from vacation, it was a freak incident. It was aspirational pneumonia. They The vet did everything they could to save him luckily he was on pain medications when he passed but it's still hard obviously he was my child and i know a lot of listeners always you know liked seeing him and a lot of you all followed him on his instagram account and that's very appreciated i'll keep posting probably on his instagram just memories and stuff but sorry to be a downer it's if this episode is edited Terribly, just know. <laughs> give me some grace for a few weeks on my mind because I'm like a, She's coming I'm a through mess. A lot. I'm a mess right now. But honestly, recording this has kind of helped me forget a little bit, you know? So, kind of need some distractions. So, if anyone has any. Good distractions of good shows. None of those documentaries. Do but, um, not watch any of I'm these
0: documentaries. I'm not watching
1: any of those, but I, we actually started re-watching Portlandia last night because we just wanted an old familiar show. But, um, yeah, anyway. We'll be back with a we'll Patreon. Be we'll be back soon with a Patreon episode. And then next
0: week, California. Mm-hmm. Bye. Bye.